Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh my goodness. Five, four, three, two, one. Breaking news just before going live on air on the Mass and All Access podcast as the Nationals' top pitching prospect, Cade Cavalli, is set to make his major league debut on Friday at Nationals Park. Welcome into the Mass and All Access podcast, everybody. Bobby Blanco, Amy Jennings coming at you live from the Mass and Web studio. The news just broke literally. Within the last half hour, mm-hmm. that Cade Cavalli is in fact making his major league debut in just a couple of days back in D.C. as the Nationals finish up their road trip out west. One more game today against the Mariners before coming home to see their top pitching prospect join the rotation and make his long-awaited major league debut. Hopefully, you're tuning in live on the Mass Nationals Facebook page, YouTube channel. Uh, if you're not, you're listening to us after the fact on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, preparing yourself for, I would say at this point now, Amy, probably the biggest day of the Nationals calendar of this season. I mean, we talked a lot about the draft, the trade deadline, of course, but this is the moment Nationals fans have been waiting for all season long from the beginning of spring training. Kate Cavalli making his major league debut. We're going to get it in two days. I thought for sure today on this podcast we would be having a similar conversation that we did last week. Look, Kate Cavalli's doing so well. Is it time that the Nationals call him up? Right before we came on, the breaking news news came down. So this is a much more, I think, exciting podcast than it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of rattling our brains just the past couple of days trying to figure out what we're going to talk about. Cade pitched really well on Saturday mm-hmm. for Rochester. We'll talk about that, of course, in the next couple of minutes. But and and all, he's been on fire recently, and just. I think we were mostly going to talk about trying to plan out when he would come up. We actually figured last week that this homestand would be a good timing for him. They face the Reds. They face the Athletics next week. You've got a couple off days this week. Davey Martinez had the flexibility to possibly uh, mess around with his rotation. Um, And no news yet. I saw yesterday that Rochester did list Kate Cavalli as their starter for Saturday, but the Nationals had no starters listed for the upcoming weekend. And now uh, the news breaking, our Mark Zuckerman of MassInSports.com confirming that Kate Cavalli is, in fact, scheduled to make his start Friday night, which is like a great timing, I think, for them to do this. you got a Friday night crowd at home, end of summer, schools either This is like the first week of school or starting next week. You get kids coming out to see one of their top prospects. I think it's really good. You get a not very tough lineup in the Reds, a team the Nationals won three or four against in Cincinnati a couple of months ago. I think this is a great timing for the Nationals. We thought it might have been a little earlier, but this is great timing as well. Right. When you're going into the season, he was your number one prospect. Now he's your number one pitching prospect. You kind of have to set him up for success and make it kind of a perfect debut. You're going to wait this long. You have to time out right. And that's the perfect combination between being at home um, and having a good opponent, a good day of the week. And this sets him up to make his debut against the Reds at home and then make his second outing will be against Athletics, another easier opponent, no division games there for this stretch of the schedule, and his second start will be at home as well. So that's they set it up well for Cade. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be a tough September for Cade, but the next two starts are, are, will <laughs> be pretty – yeah, yeah, like I said, not too difficult of opposing lineups in both Cincinnati and Oakland coming in. You know, Oakland obviously an interleague matchup, so – 
you know, you won't see those guys too often throughout the course. Of, I guess the new schedule, though, coming here, you're going to play everybody. But point remains. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just like we were kind of building up to this point over the past, I, I say you and I specifically past couple of weeks, but in general over the past couple of months because Cade has been really good since basically the end of May. I mean, we know he struggled a little bit at the start of the season. Triple uh, A Rochester, he had some ups and downs throughout the course, but overall, he's brought that ERA down to I think around below, well below four. Um, and over his last couple of starts, it's like below two. Yep. So Cade has been pitching really, really well. We know how much the Nationals wanted to be patient with him. This is a guy that only just started pitching as a junior in college, maybe even as, as early as a sophomore in college. He was a two-way player at Oklahoma. Um, he had electric stuff as a fastball, but didn't have complete command or development of his other pitches. And now we're seeing that has come to fruition. The, the curveball is good. The changeup apparently is really good. That's the one pitch the Nationals have really right. focused in on for him is that changeup. And apparently the slider is really good. Mark Zuckerman had some good nuggets from Riley Adams, in his morning post today, he talked to Riley Adams after being recalled from Rochester a couple of days ago, or I guess yesterday officially. Um, and they asked, you know, Riley about Cade. You know, he's going to be up here soon. Would you see it? And, and, and Riley was like, he's got some great stuff. And that off-speed stuff has turned into some really good uh, pitches for him. So it's going to be exciting to see him face big league hitters. We, you know, we saw him, of course, fly up the ranks last year becoming he was one of the all of the minor leagues leaders in strikeouts um and then kind of you know hit a small bump a wall a little bit at triple a Russia to be expected this is a guy who only been pitching for a couple of years didn't have a full 2020 season but now a full season of triple a under his belt he's finally going to get that opportunity to face big league hitters right i when they moved him up to triple a last year i was a little bit concerned that they were were rushing him and you saw that in the results that he had in triple a rochester last year you know did not find the same success that he found in double a and that was kind of my concern that they just had him on this fast track and that they were going to kind of mess up his development a little bit thankfully he's had a the whole spent the whole season in triple a rochester this year found success got the command under control i think that's been the main thing between command and efficiency and mm -hmm. davy martinez mentioned that the last time after his last start last saturday it took him 109 pitches to get through five innings and that's kind of been a big issue getting behind in counts that pitch count getting up and davy martinez noted that was the main thing you know he has to figure that out uh to be able to pitch at the big league level now he's here so he's going to be able to work with Davey Martinez uh, hands-on and that's also cool that Riley Adams is getting that move back up because that is who has been catching Kate Cavalli so they're kind of a little bit comfortable with him I don't know if that's who will be catching him um, you know with the Nationals but it's kind of interesting they can kind of work with each other and and help Cade with his development and as far as my understanding goes too was that Tres Barrera who was officially optioned on Monday mm -hmm. can come back up once rosters expand right next Thursday, September 1st. So, you know, theoretically, I mean, I basically, Kate Cavalli has probably been pitching to either Tress or Riley this entire sure, season. So he'll have the opportunity to pitch to both of them and also develop a rapport with Kay Bear Ruiz. If Kate Cavalli is going to be one of the frontline starters of this rotation for the future, right. you're obviously going to have him throw into Kay Bear Ruiz a bunch. So I'll be curious to see who starts behind the plate on, on Friday. Obviously, we're all going to be paying attention to the guy on the mound. But who also is going to be guiding him through that major league start will be just as important too because do you go with the guy that he's going to be working with for the future or do you go with one of the guys or 
probably just Riley Adams at that point, but Riley Adams, a guy who's been helping him over the past couple of months. Yeah, who has like the best feel for stuff, you know. And I thought it was also interesting in Mark Zuckerman's article this morning is that Riley Adams, I mean, there's so much talk. I feel like we've been talking about him probably moving to first base. They've been getting him work in the outfield. You know, they wanted all of those options, but it seems like the plan right now, like especially optioning Trace Barrera, is that he's going to be your backup catcher. He's your number two. He's going to stick at that position, and he said he wants to do, wants to do that as well. So there was a lot of talk about him moving to first base. Luke Voigt obviously alleviated a lot of those issues, but his plan right now is he's going to be catching for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and then, I mean, the, uh, some options could, be, could open up for Riley uh, once – Tress rejoins the roster if mm-hmm. they do bring up three catchers, and he, you know, he could get a couple of days at first base if you know his bat's heating up or whatever. Right. But you're you're right; he's gonna be the number two catcher. Right. They traded for him to be the number two catcher of the future behind K Bear. Um, you've got a solid third option in Tress. I mean, he's not gonna blow you away with any offensive numbers or even defensive numbers, but he's a no. He's a guy that knows all of these pitchers probably better than both Riley and K Bear at this point. He's been in the organization for so long. He might know Kate a little bit better at this point, but. Cade is going to be on the mound pitching. Looking at some of the numbers more recently, over his last 13 starts for Rochester, over 60, 68 and two-thirds innings, he struck out 77. He's got a 210 ERA, a whip just above 1,000. So the whip right there to me, 1.024, is is pretty telling too because that was pretty high mm-hmm. as early as late as I guess I should say is like June, late May, early June, mid-June, whatever you want to call it. He's brought that way down, and not just the ERA. We knew the ERA were good because you know, as he strikes out guys, he gets you know some fly ball contact, or whatever. But I was looking maybe not so much the hits parts of the whip, but like the <laughs> W part of the whip and the the walks. He issued right. a lot of walks, especially when he got up to like Double A in Rochester last year, early on in this season as well. Those have come way down. I think over his last couple of starts, he's averaging like close to double-digit strikeouts and one or two walks right. in outing, and that is very impressive to see. Right, eight strikeouts in his last outing, outing on Saturday, eleven strikeouts in the game before that. The walk rate's still a little high on the season at at twelve percent, and he has eight walks in his last seventeen innings. So he still has to work on that. Has to walk less guys, but he's certainly done better with that, and that you see that in the result in the strikeouts <laughs> yeah a couple of outings in an early july without any walks one of which he went seven innings and struck out seven that was i think i believe the game uh, lehigh valley that he um, he had like a perfect game going into like the sixth mm-hmm. i want to say uh so impressive outings the other thing too is we kind of talked about this um last week when we we're like is it time to bring up cade and I, I, I think I mentioned this even in, in one of my articles from AstonSports.com last week. And it's like Cade is getting deep into games. And I know it's definitely a transition from AAA, of course, to Major League in terms of the pressure, the hitters you face, right. yada, yada, yada. But that's one thing the Nationals have not gotten overall from this rotation is getting deep into games they have done a little bit better we all know about the stat that that's now 40 straight games the national starter hasn't recorded a win which you know we don't really consider too much wins and loss record for starting pitchers but that's an interesting nugget Kate Cavalli what did Kate Cavalli is going to be the you know come up and be the next the first starting pitcher to earn a win and break that streak that'd be that's would be sad but you know also very impressive because he has gone close to seven ish 
more often than not as of the last month or so, whereas Nat starting pitchers have not. Yeah, and that's where his efficiency is going to come into play. I mean, he has to keep that pitch to count down. He can't get behind in counts, just like Davey Martinez said. And there's going to, I mean, your adrenaline's going. It's a little bit different, especially in your major league debut. You know, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be dif- difficult to stay up on guys and to keep that pitch count down. But that's what it's going to come down to. And I think that's why we've been so anxious to see him because we see the results in the box score. We see the strikeouts. We see the ERA trending down. Um, we see the solid whip. But it's just the little things that he's working on behind the scenes. And I think his command and efficiency, you know, are the two main things. So maybe, I mean, they – think he's got an under control enough to promote him so he's must must have made a lot of strides over his last 13 outings and you see that in the results too yeah entering saturday's start which he pitched very well he had yielded just three hits and one earned run in his previous outing which he mm-hmm. also went seven innings striking out 11 like you mentioned only walking two and retired the last 14 batters he faced in that outing um the pitch count you mentioned earlier too was also is i would say I don't know, like concerning at this point. It's way too early to talk about that. But, like, that would be, like, the one thing I would caution Nats fans in terms of setting their expectations for Friday would be, like, if his pitch count gets high, which we're now accustomed to seeing Nats starters do, but you're not going to keep him out there and have him throw 110 no. pitches. No. I, I would be surprised if he gets close to 100. Especially I think once, if it gets up early. Right, you know? and it could. It very well could. I mean, that happens. I mean, uh, you know, this is not – Steven Strasburg's debut, right? It's not going to be that. It's exciting. It's a first-round pick, but it's not a number one overall pick who you're expected to carry the weight of the team for the rest of his career on. I mean, a lot is expected of Cade, but not that much pressure. It's not going to be a 14-strikeout performance against the Pirates that we saw from Steven Strasburg. I mean, it could be. It it, it could (laughs) have levels of excitement like that, but it's very unlikely, and I I think that with the way that Cade pitches – you know, he, he pitches for strikeouts at this point. So there could be some loud contact off him. He has been susceptible to the home run ball at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does issue. He does. He has a history of walks, although we just talked about how he's gotten better with that. You know, it it could be a mixed bag. It's probably more likely than not going to be a mixed bag. But I don't know. What else are you expecting to see from Kate on Friday? Right, like that? and that's okay. And that's okay. You know, right. you can't set your expectations too high. There's a reason that we've been waiting this long to see Kate Cavalli so there's going to be some little bumps that he still has to work out but you know it's getting out there making those starts that's the only way that you can continue to fix those those mistakes that he will make (laughs) yeah yeah so I I guess I'm looking forward like efficiency I guess Mm -hmm. you know and and probably more so I mean the fastball is going to be electric he's going to have a lot of adrenaline obviously but I'm going to see how well he can mix and match. And this kind of ties back into who's going to be behind the plate. How can that catcher guide him through this? Do you give Riley Adams that nod to like help someone a little more familiarity, comfortable level, and, and, and like let him, you know, have Cade trust him in terms of how he calls the game um, and not just rely on fastball, fastball, fastball? Because he's, I mean, it's major league pitching or hitters. You're going to have to use right. your off speed stuff at some times. And, and we could, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward. And if his slider's so good, like right. Riley Adams said. And, and changeup. And I'm right. look, that's maybe what I'm looking forward to more than not just seeing his electric fastball is how well this off speed stuff has developed over the course of the year. Can it be effective at the major league level? Mike Rizzo seemed to think that he, it already is there, if not close. So, 
I mean, um, it's going to be exciting, but that's maybe the one thing that, you know, of all this excitement, that's maybe it's an underlying thing that could be interesting to keep an eye and on. And making adjustments. And if he does True. get down in counts, you know, yeah. come, being able to come all the way back and make those adjustments, I think is going to be key, especially for him to go deep into this game, especially in his debut. Yeah. Um, all right. So numbers have been great. A lot of expectations, a lot of excitement. Be sure to comment along on Facebook and on YouTube for your excitement level expectations for Cade's major league debut coming up on Friday. Hopefully a good crowd at Nationals Park. Like I said, a good coming home from a West Coast road trip. It's a Friday night. Hopefully good weather. Um, and and it, it should be an exciting. I mean, this will be one of the more exciting atmospheres at Nationals Park non-related to Juan Soto's return we've seen since probably what Zimmerman's re mm -hmm. retirement ceremony I mean it's going to be like I said one of the more exciting moments for the season and if they shut I mean I think fans have been looking forward to Josiah Gray's starts and mm -hmm. if they shut him down for the season you know this is something to look forward to the days that Kate Cavalli goes out there I don't know if it's well we can talk about Josiah too I don't think they're shutting him so that's the thing like I this was I had all this like mapped out in my head on my notes before I did the old like crumble up the ball of paper and throw it away because Cade actually got the call. But it's like, <laughs> you know, from what we've understand or been told from, from like Davey Martinez mm -hmm. is that they're going to space Limit out. His innings and space Josiah. Yeah, yeah, not completely shut him down. And, and apparently Josiah kind of pushed back on this a little bit. But, you know, they want him to finish the season. And we talked about this too. But finish the season, not just strong, but finish. Mm -hmm. and, and, and complete your first full major league season. It is going to be fun. Now, we'll talk about this, too, who Cade's going to bump from this rotation because you obviously have to move someone away. But, like, you have Josiah and Cade probably pitching, possibly pitching in back-to-back -back days the rest of the season. That's exciting baseball to watch, even if, you know, they're not winning all the time, even if right. they're, you know, they're going to probably lose over 100 games. But it's still something to keep an eye on and a reason to tune in every night. I mean, Cade's going to be – a reason to watch every five days for the rest of the season. Exactly. And that's what Josiah was last year. Exactly. And so now that's two more days. That's another day Just that you're going to watching on. in. Um, Mackenzie Gore starts throwing again. David Martinez said he's made good progress. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. And then you, you have a rotation with Mackenzie Gore, Kate Cavalli, and Josiah Gray. Mackenzie Gore could possibly be throwing his first bullpen, like actual bullpen session this weekend at Nationals Park. When the Nationals return, that could be exciting. You're right. So that is like – you know, a lot can change, and there are other prospects on their way. But those are the get too crazy, top but. three guys <laughs> that you're now, you know, expecting to be your frontline starting pitchers right. for the next, for the next winning national team. And I team. think that rotation sounds a lot better than Paulo Espino, <laughs> <laughs> um, Annie Ball Sanchez, Corey Abbott, um, and Eric Fetty, who has been reinstated. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be those three guys, right? And then you probably have Fetty finish it out. Mm -hmm. I, I don't uh, let's let's talk about it. I mean I don't know what Corbin. you do with pocket Patrick Corbin <laughs> at this point but yeah you would have to assume that Cavalli joining you know Fetty already bumped Corey Abbott to the bullpen mm -hmm. they DFA Tyler Clippard which now opens up a 40-man roster spot for Cade um I I think you I think you're gonna see Anibal Sanchez and Paulo Espino kind of phased out here Paulo has value in the bullpen so he'll probably stick around but i don't know how you keep a what 37 year old 38 year old anibal sanchez much longer if he's not making starts for you i don't think he's the type that you can just throw in the bullpen and expect no, to get you know quality value out of him right and 
you know, for what, you know? Right. He's been making his starts every five days for the past, you know, whatever amount of time. And you've gotten, I think, what you could have expected. Nobody had high hopes for Anibal Sanchez. But with these guys coming up, he has to be the first man out, yeah. right? Yeah, I would think so. And then Paulo to follow. And then, so, <laughs> Mackenzie Gore, Josiah Gray, Kate Cavalli, Eric Fetty, probably um, Patrick Corbin. Corbin. Corbin, he's probably going to make starts. And then, so you've got Corey Abbott already moving to the bullpen. Paul Espino possibly moving to the bullpen. Um, Anibal Sanchez possibly on his way out. Yeah. Uh, who else has made starts recently? That's it. That's pretty Those, much it. Yeah. A, a combination of guys. Yep. So Corey Abbott. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then Corey Abbott's already Corey there. Abbott. So that's, I mean, you know, a lot of fans have said, why are we going through watching Espino, Sanchez, even Corbin to an extent, make starts every five days when we've got a guy like Kate Cavalli ready to go? Um, I think part of that reason was uh, the Nationals will always say it was make sure he was ready. I think part of that reason was that slight service time manipulation. So he can't if he's on the roster for more than 45 days this season, then he exceeds his rookie status for right. this year. Or if he pitches more than 50 innings. So that's on. He, he, we're already we're past the 45 past day mark. Right. That was Sunday, technically. Right. Um, and he'll make, what, five starts the rest of the way? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to pitch 10 innings. <laughs> you right. can't do that <laughs> every single way or average 10 <laughs> innings. So, every like, he, he'll be fine. And everyone worried about that part. He will retain, Cade will, his rookie status next year. So that's no longer an issue in terms of, well, you get one more year of kick your volley. Right. You have that now. And now you're going to get five-ish starts for the rest of the season and give him that first taste. And then this propels him into next year as possibly one of your five starters coming from West Palm Beach. I think it was probably perfect timing so that they could avoid that issue. I think if Cade would have been ready, you know, a month earlier, they would have thrown that out the window and, you know, not been as concerned about it. But I think it was perfect timing, you know, where he got the progress that he's made over his last 13 starts really and then it kind of worked out perfect in that the service time conversation yeah, as well yeah definitely timing all kind of lined up and that's what we were gonna come in and say today <laughs> um that this makes sense for for this weekend um what else are you expecting from kate i mean it's just are any any other thoughts about it i mean it, i'm excited right i'm just he has to be more efficient, and you hope that he can go a little bit deeper into games than they've been getting out of all of these guys. All of these guys get into – their pitch count is way up, way too early in games, and that's been the story of the entire season with this rotation. So you just hope that you he comes in, he has, has this command, he's more efficient than anybody else in this rotation has, and, you know, you just let him continue on with his development. You can't be too – excited i mean you can be excited but you can't expect too much out of him yeah realistically but you know now you get to see him <laughs> now you get to see him you want to see him finish the season strong um someone asking on facebook uh jim thank you for tuning in do you think they could just go to a six man the rest of the year or just to space out gray's appearances i don't know if you want to do that necessarily i think their schedule allows a little bit of more flexibility. We talked about the two off days this week with the two-game series against the Mariners. They're off on Monday 
to break up this six-game homestand between the Reds and the Athletics. And then, aside from this long stretch over Labor Day weekend and the week after, they've got at least one off day every week for the rest of the season. So you there is some flexibility in terms of spacing guys out. I right. think that's what they're looking at already. So you don't need to add a sixth man in the rotation to space them out. I think with the upcoming off days, off days except for that stretch starting on end of August, the first game against the Athletics going through September 11th, uh, the, a long road trip to New York, St. Louis, and Philadelphia over Labor Day weekend and the following week. I mean, you're – you can give guys a little bit of extra rest too and, and space them out. And I, I, they don't make this move in my mind without having a plan in place of right. like, these are the, these, how we're going to map it. Everything goes well. Everyone stays healthy. Also keeping in mind Mackenzie Gore, possibly returning late September to get a start or two in before the end of the season. This is when everyone's going to pitch, and this is our plan right now. You don't make this move without already having mapped it Right, out. yeah, and Jim also pointing out he doesn't think that Gore will be back this year. That's kind yeah. of unclear, you know, right yeah. now, too. If everything goes perfect in his, you know, rehab, he will be able to make a start or two towards the end of the season. But it's perfectly possible that he doesn't come back this year. They're not going to do anything to make the injury any worse than it already is. This is somebody that they want in their rotation in the future. So that that is a possibility. And then, you know, the rotation looks a little bit different. But moving forward, especially next season, that's an exciting rotation, just like Steven is pointing out. Yeah, I think you have a, a plan A and a plan B right. when it comes to Mackenzie mm-hmm. Gore. He's kind of... You know, TBA. You know, talk about not wanting to rush someone. That's yeah. the guy, you know, his it's his elbow too. No right. need. No nope. need to do that. Um, they don't need him. It's the same thing if Cade didn't debut this season. No need to rush him. Kind right. of a, the same thing. No need to hurt his development. Same thing in this, you know, his re- and Mackenzie Gore's coming back from an injury. No need to rush him. We don't need him this season. Well, it was, what, a, about a month ago, maybe less, that we were even saying, like, we might not even see Cade this year at this point. Right. Because we thought he'd be up at, at this time. And mm-hmm. I think that was a – he did have a rough patch sometime in July mm-hmm. or early like, like that. So – and we're like, oh, maybe, they, you know, they just kind of let him ride it out and then see what he brings to spring right. training. Obviously, now not, not the case. But, yeah, do the same thing. There's no need. I mean, would it be exciting to have Mackenzie Gore make a few starts at the end of the season? Of course. Right. But there's no need to do that, especially with the guys that they have in place already that we just talked about possibly being bumped, being able to make spot starts or regular starts down the, down yeah, the line. Yeah, the same way where we were kind of saying, why not bring up Kate Cavalli? Because why do we need to see Anibal Sanchez every five days? You know, there's the opposite side of that. Why not throw Anibal Sanchez out there every five days if it helps somebody in their development or helps somebody right. coming back from an injury? There's... In yeah. a season like this, you just have to take it for what it is. Another piece of exciting news to – this is going to get lost in the shuffle on mm-hmm. on Friday, but Luis Garcia should be being reinstated from the injured list on Friday as the Nationals return home. He was scheduled to make rehab starts all week um, with Rochester playing second base and then ideally rejoining the Nationals back in D.C. Um, when the Nationals return from the West Coast. So think about this. You know, Friday night, you could have up the middle, K. Bear Ruiz behind the plate, K. Cavalli on the mound, C.J. Abrams at shortstop, Luis Garcia at second base, and Victor Lane Thomas in center mm-hmm. with Babe Ruth, Joey Manessis in right field. <laughs> um, but that's an exciting, like, up the middle reason to go watch. I mean, yeah. it's not just about Cade. 
I mean, a lot's going to be about Kate, of course, but like this is like a movement of this is a significant debut, a very right. significant debut, a top prospect. And then you can also see the young, the next young core that the Nationals are expecting well, to have come to fruition. That's right exactly after they made this trade, Mike Rizzo in his press conference, he butchered some names, but he <laughs> said pretty soon, you know, up the team's only as good as their middle is. And up the middle, pretty soon, you're going to see Caber Ruiz, Josiah Gray and Kate Cavalli pitching, Luis Garcia, CJ Abrams. That's exciting, and that's yeah. the young group of the future. So you'll be seeing Kay Cavalli pitch in a Nationals uniform for the first time, and you'll see C.J. Abrams and Luis mm-hmm. Garcia play in the infield and bat in the same lineup for the first time. And that's a combination between draft picks and good trades. And we said if they're and international any, signing, yes, like yep. all three phases. And that's it has to be a perfect combination of all of that if they're going to find success any quicker you know yeah. make this any quicker so yeah you got your handful of guys that were homegrown whether via the draft or international market then you got the rest being guys that you traded, traded for, for with not just like a couple of years ago within the past calendar year right plus you know 13 months that's a significant turnaround and that's you know this might be what the nationals were envisioning this time last year right with Juan Soto still a right. part of the team and maybe even Josh Bell. But obviously that's not the case. But, you know, now you've got, you know, you don't, if you have Juan Soto, you don't have C.J. Abrams or Mackenzie Gore. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting part of it where it's like, all right, this is the envision of how they think that they can turn this around quickly. We called this, it's no longer a reboot, it's a rebuild. But you're seeing pieces of that next wave now, now. which is still... I think noteworthy. I mean, you can applaud them for that because they they have pieces that are ready to contribute at the major league level. Maybe not turn into wins right away, but they're still playing every day in the big leagues. And that's what made that trade, I think, so exciting and the return so great is because you did have major league ready players. Mm -hmm. You know, sparing Mackenzie Gore's injury, you'd be seeing him right now making starts. C.J. Abrams got called up within weeks of the trade, two mm-hmm. weeks, whatever, whatever it was, and is starting at shortstop every day. So you have major league ready talent and you're getting to see them now. Whereas, you know, if they got five prospects back that were all in low A, it's a little bit more difficult to get excited about it. Yeah. And and, and CJ Abrams playing well mm-hmm. at shortstop too. You know, defensively it's been a huge upgrade. Bat hasn't quite uh caught up to speed yet, but the defense is a significant upgrade, which we talked right. about. It's you know, clear. And I, I think L- Luis Garcia will be look a lot more comfortable and better at second base when he comes back, hopefully this weekend, if that's, if that's the case. Um, any other th- thoughts on Cades? There are some other prospects. Cades. The Cade. <laughs> any other Cade? Any no, other Cade thoughts? Uh, yeah, no. Because there were some other prospects we did want to talk about before right. we got out of here today. Um, there has been some movement up the farm. Do you want to start with the upper level or do you want to go all the way down to the bottom? We can start at the bottom. All right, well... <laughs> Talk about that trade, including C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore. The youngest piece of that trade, Yarlin Susana, the Florida Complex League is over. He immediately gets the call up to Fredericksburg, where we will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a first. We may not be able to talk to him, but we'll see him firsthand um, with the Fred Nats in Fredericksburg. The guy has electric stuff. He was clocked at sitting at 100, 101 miles per hour, topping out at 103. He struck out – I. Th- believe it was nine over five in the third innings in his two appearances in the FCL. This is the one guy that Mike Rizzo went out of his way to reference. Like we really wanted this guy 
This is why we included Josh Bell in the deal because we wanted him and he's already going to get his first taste of uh, level A ball uh, within just five, no, sorry, two appearance, five innings, two appearances with the uh, Florida Com- Complex League. Right. After that, um, after then that press conference, I was like, he was, Mike Rizzo came across that he was most excited about this 18-year-old pitcher uh, that, that was an international prospect. And he's lived up to the expectations but that that was so interesting because you didn't really know what to expect he was probably the lowest name on this list just because he was the youngest you didn't know much about him and now he's kind of he's the only one that so far the nationals have called up to low a after the florida complex league ended i was kind of surprised i thought maybe they'd move elijah green up to fredericksburg just to get some at bats after that season ended and they might still move some guys up it's kind of unsure but this was the you know, the only one that got the promotion to Fredericksburg to finish yeah. out the season. Yeah, we we saw some other top draft picks already get called up to single A. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson Holiday for the Orioles' number one overall pick already got called up to their low A level uh, from the FCL. So Elijah Green possibly could get called up too soon. But they have some outfielders out in Fredericksburg who we're going to talk to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Of course, James Wood crushing the ball there. I'm surprised he actually got, hasn't gotten the bump to Wilmington right. just yet, especially since Robert Hassel already moved up to, to double A. But, I mean, there's like, you know, it's not just, oh, Kay Cavalli got the call. No, there's like a movement throughout the entire farm system to end the season. The minor right. league season ends in, I believe, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like get these guys some last at-bats before some of them head over. The older guys will head to the Arizona Fall League. The younger guys will head to Instructs um, this fall. But, it, it is impressive to see some of the movement, especially the new young guys going up. Hassel already, Susana already, possibly Wood coming up next. Now Cavalli going up. I mean, the young guys, the top prospects that fill out the top 10 from MLB Pipeline, Baseball America, those are the guys making the big moves right. um, so quickly. James Wood's hitting 304 with an 854 OPS since getting traded Damn. to the Nationals. That puts him at a 337 average on the season. I was... I what I mean he deserves a promotion everything points that he will get promoted before the season's over but I was kind of hoping that he wouldn't get promoted before we went to Fredericksburg tomorrow so hopefully between now and then there aren't any moves (laughs) yeah no hopefully (laughs) I I was concerned about that too especially like when we or you got in touch with the people at Fredericksburg I mean like I was like expecting to be like oh he's he's oh, gone yeah, he's, he's gone. already gone yeah. you gotta go up north <laughs> you gotta go the other way it's like oh it's just there um all right yeah no so like a couple of moves, moves. Uh, yeah exciting moves i know we got there were, the nationals have an afternoon game it's a getaway day in seattle so we actually have to get out of here relatively quickly but yep. we do wanted to we didn't want to go, go live talk about Kay cavalli's um uh, debut on friday i'll be there you coming down friday i think i am yep. amy will be there now friday we'll both be in fredericksburg tomorrow um, exciting time. I mean, if you're out and about checking out the Fred Nats, head down to their stadium. It's a beautiful new complex. I can't wait to see it. I've only heard great things. Mm-hmm. Talk to some of those guys. They're actually killing it. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year, if not win their division outright. So that's exciting. Um, Cavalli on Friday, Nationals Park. Game on Masson, 7 o'clock, 6.30 pregame show. Um, we'll have coverage there on our social accounts, of course, and on MassonSports.com between me and Mark Zuckerman. Exciting to see that. Um, 
Yeah, it's exciting time. It's yeah. going to be a fun weekend. One last summer weekend at the ballpark before school heads back uh, coming up uh, and Labor Day hits next weekend. It's it's crazy. There's only like there's less than 40 games left in the season, I so know. you're only going to get a couple of turns of Cake Cavalli, but it's still hey, better than be nothing. Better than nothing for sure. Everybody that's been waiting, here he is. <laughs> better for nothing for sure. Be sure to follow at Mass and Nationals across the board on all social media accounts at Bobby underscore Blanco for myself at Amy Jennings News for Amy. The Mass and All Access podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, subscribe on YouTube, on Facebook, hit the notifications button so you can see when we go live, when news just like this breaks, uh, we try to bring it to you live right when it happens. Uh, thanks to Brenda Mortensen for producing the show behind the scenes. Thanks to Tim Leonard and Paul Mancano for their help behind the scenes, setting this up real quickly. We got to get out of here. We'll see you Friday from Nationals Park. Enjoy the week, everybody.